0: a copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Calling all cars, attention all cars, attention all Maricopa County, sheriff's cars. Be on the lookout for a high-powered automobile with two men and a blonde woman in it. These subjects kidnapped the deputy sheriff and later threw him out of their car at Chandler and badly wounded him. That's all. and millions of dollars have been spent by the worldwide Sinclair organization, of which Rio Grande is the western unit, to perfect the famous cracking process, which is an exclusive patented process. Sinclair engineers built one of these great cracking plants for the Rio Grande oil company. And the only way you can get the advantages of this revolutionary process is to buy Rio Grande cracked gasoline from your independent dealer. The costly cracking process adds very definite advantages to Rio Grande gasoline, but it adds nothing to the cost you pay. You get a livelier gasoline with tetraethyl added at no extra cost. And when Rio Grande cracked gasoline reaches your carburetor, you'll find your car goes faster the engine runs smoother. You can feel the extra power. All these extra advantages at no extra cost have induced leading western cities to specify Rio Grande cracked gasoline for their emergency engines. Wherever it is sold, Rio Grande cracked powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment than any other brand of gasoline. If you will drive into a Rio Grande service station, you too will experience the thrill of police car performance in your own car. <music> Sheriff J.R. McFadden of Maricopa County, Arizona sends us the following telegram. We Western law enforcement officers rather enjoy the glamorous tradition of the old frontier, of shafts and six-shooters. But we are really not as colorful characters as the public thinks. The old six-shooters have been long ago supplanted by modern automatics, tear gas bombs, and machine guns. Our police problems are pretty much the same as those of any large metropolitan center like San Francisco or Los Angeles. We are nowadays as well equipped to battle the criminal army on the desert as are our brother officers in the city. How well equipped, you will learn from tonight's story of a manhunt conducted by my predecessor, Charlie Wright, in which every modern weapon we could command was brought into play in our battle to bring a notorious public enemy into custody. Late summer evening in 1929. The scene is a modest apartment in Wheeling, West Virginia. That you, Irene?
1: Yeah. Where you been? I took Johnny to the movies. It was a, a well picture. Gee, there was shooting and people got killed and everything.
0: Irene, do you realize that it it's past six o'clock? Here I get home from a hard day at the shop, and there isn't a bite to eat in the house. Now lay off, will you? What do you expect me to do?
1: Around this dump all day just to have hot beans on the table when you drag me. Well, you? that'd be a
0: lot better than taking that child to the picture show and exciting his mind with a lot of gangster pictures. Now, well, you got to stop it, Irene.
1: i got to stop it. You're telling me what to do?
0: Well, I have a right to. I'm your husband.
1: Listen, what's talking. Now, look here, kid, and get this straight. I married you to get out of supporting my old man, see? And I've just about made up my mind I made a bad deal. Irene. Sure. This is a lowdown. I got ideas. I got plans. And you don't figure into them, see? There's a the devil of a world where the men get all the breaks. I'm going to change all that. I'm going to find myself a real man. And I'm going to take what I want from the world,
0: see? Look here, Irene, you've been drinking. Ah,
1: what if I have?
0: You took Donnie into a speakeasy? Yeah,
1: and I had 12-stop well this bubble. Now, I my...
0: forbid you to do that again, Irene.
1: You forbid me. <laughs> That's hard. Now, you look here, my police. You ain't gonna have no chance to forbid me again. Well, where are you going? I'll get to you. You'll never see me again. Come on, Johnny. Sure, Johnny. Plenty of them.
0: You're gonna stop living, kid. Come on, Pat. So Irene Schroeder leaves her husband, gets herself a job as a waitress, mulls over the injustice of this man's world plans how she would change it, but plump, loud, hard-drinking, 140-pound Irene finds it difficult to ensnare a man to sit into her plans. Weeks go by, and then one icy fall evening as she's on her way to work, she notices a good-looking man in the car stopped by a traffic light. As the bell clangs, Irene deliberately steps forward into the intersection. <laughs>
2: badly hurt? I I don't know. I'm awfully, sorry. I didn't see you, I guess. Here, let me get you into the car. Uh, Careful now.
1: My, you're strong.
2: What's that? Oh, oh, yes, yes. I I try to keep in condition. Uh, There, now, easy. You'd better let me take you to a doctor. No, I, I guess I'm all right. I was on my way to work.
1: I'll be late.
2: Are you sure you're all right?
1: Yeah. I must have slipped on the sidewalk.
2: That's terribly stupid of me. If, if there's anything I can do... They'll me to
1: work so I'm not too late.
2: Well, of course. Uh, where is that?
1: The Monongahela restaurant. Get down the street here.
2: It won't take a minute.
1: What would your wife say if she knew you was driving around with a blonde?
2: Oh, I, I guess I should explain it.
1: Oh. Then you are married.
2: Oh, yes. Been married for ten years. I got two kids.
1: Oh, I see. You got much fun out of life?
2: Yes, I suppose so. I teach Sunday school and I'm Scoutmaster of a Boy Scout school.
1: Sounds thrilling.
2: Well, of course I'd i mean
1: fun. Real fun, dancing and drinking. I don't drink. No, I didn't suppose you would. Well, here we are.
2: Now listen. Here's my card, and if I can do anything for you, I'll make it right. I, I feel responsible, you know. I...
1: As far as I'm concerned, there's only one thing you can do to make up for knocking me down. Oh,
2: what's that? I, I'll do anything.
1: Take me out to dinner and advance dance some night. Well. Don't you think it'd be fun?
2: Yes, I. I'm sure. It okay,
1: would. that's the price.
2: Very well. When shall we pay?
1: Tomorrow night. Meet at that same corner at the same time. Well, uh,
2: how about the job? Mm, the
1: devil with the job. I like you, baby. Thanks. It's a date. Uh,
2: it's a date.
0: So the fly walks into the spider's parlor. The first date leads to a second, and more follow. Dig ensnared by the scheming Irene, embezzles money from his employer, loses his job, deserts his wife and family. At last, Irene's plans have reached the point of action.
1: You ain't got no regrets, have you, honey?
2: Well, no, not exactly. But it's a little tough on Molly.
1: Ah, forget Molly. Could Molly ever give you
2: this? Oh,
1: Irene. You love me. Don't you, honey?
2: Yes. I love you. I love you. Now,
1: listen, kiddo. We're going places, you and I. I got plans. We're going to have one swell time. Glenn, how'd you like to travel? Get out for the open spaces out west. Get out of this dump. Well... That's just what we're going to do.
2: Yeah, it's a swell idea, but how are we going to travel?
1: In my car, first.
2: Yeah, but what do we use for money? how we buy gas and oil and food?
1: Easy. We just knock over what we need.
2: What do you mean, knock over what we need?
1: Oh, baby, you're so dumb. Look. Look what I got in this drawer here. A gun? A gat, honey. That's the way we're going to travel. This gat's our ticket.
2: You mean rob people?
1: Sure. Pick them up. But,
2: but Irene, I, I can't do anything like that. I, I, I don't want to break the law. Listen,
1: baby, and get this straight. You're in the deal. I love you, see? You can't do anything else but tag along with me. I won't let you go back to your wife, see? Before I do that, I'd turn this heater on you.
2: Irene, I believe you would.
1: You're tootin' I would. I know what I want, and you're it. You don't have to worry about the rough stuff. I'll handle that. You? Sure. I'll show them whether a woman can be tough. I'll show them a new kind of racket dame. A kind that runs her own mob. We'll start on Monday when the stores have failed. A couple of stick-ups or finances out of the state. We'll take my car, my brother Tom, and Donnie.
2: Well, Irene, mean you're not going to take that child, are you? Sure.
1: This is a modern outfit. A 1930 model mob. No one will expect to find a woman and her kid in a mob car.
2: You can't do it, Irene. We'll all be killed.
1: Not us. Any killing that's got to be done, we'll do it.
2: But, Irene, it isn't right. Listen,
1: sweetheart. You're going along, see? But when it comes to business, I'm boss.
2: Pick up. Maybe murder. Oh,
1: forget it. Come on over here to the Davenport. There. Kiss me, baby. Now you're boss. You wanna stick with me, don't you, honey?
2: Yes, honey. Yes. I want to.
0: December 27, 1929, blonde, tough Irene Schroeder leads her strange mob of two men and a four-year-old child onto the path of crime. In Irene's car, to which she has a fixed, stolen, Ohio license plate, they visit in rapid succession six freeling grocery stores, which donate the contents of their cash registers to the yawning folk of the blonde menace. And then, after the sixth job...
1: Well, that's enough for good old Wheeling. What do you mean? We got about five hundred bucks, I guess. By this time, most of the bulls in town are looking for us. We got to get out of town. Where to next? Cross the line to Pennsylvania, just Pittsburgh by way of Homestead and New Kensington, heads for Butler. Why Butler? I've been there once. I know a good spot to knock over there.
0: It is just past noon when the shorter gang rolls into Butler. Irene directs Dave to the Koga grocery store. They pull up to the sidewalk, and Irene hands Dave an automatic.
1: Here you are, honey. Here's your plaything.
0: I, I thought you said I was only supposed to drive.
1: This is a big joint. I'm going to need help.
2: Yes, but Irene, Come on,
1: don't give me no argument. You just waltz in with me. Show the gun to the ladies, and they'll pass out from fear. Yes, only but... Only don't look so scared, or they'll be to you. Tom, you be on the lookout.
2: Okay.
1: Leave the motor running, sweetheart. And, Donnie, you stay here this time. No, Mama. I want to go with not you. Not this time, kiddo. You stay in the car. See,
2: Mama. I told you, you not here. to bring the kid with you.
1: Shut up. Now, Donnie, if you act like this, Mama won't get you that teddy bear she promised you. There. Now, that's better. Now, wait here for Mama like a good little man. Okay, Mama. Come on, Glenn. You see, all men are alike no matter how old they are. Promise them something, they'll do anything for you. Meaning? Oh, meaning nothing. On your toes now.
0: Yes, ma'am. Can I do something for you?
1: Yeah. Can you tell me the sale price and your canned peaches?
0: Why, yes. Uh, let me see.
1: Don't bother looking. Just empty out that cash register. What? You heard me tell out. Come on, darling. wave your gun at the ladies. All right, you gays. Sit down in the hall, all of you. I'll just dump all that door in your shopping bag. Quiet, you hay bags. and my partner will have to drill a couple of you. Now, my friend, let's have the front door key. The front door key? Listen, stupid. I'm getting tired of repeating things to you. Give me the front door key and fast. There you are. Okay. Come on, baby. Our time's up. Back towards the door, you dummy. Keep your gun on him. All right, James, we're locking in. If you want to live, to go home and cook the old man's dinner tonight. Stay put for 15 minutes. Okay, Glenn, get behind the wheel. Come on, Tom. We're all set now.
0: Just the day before, the Pennsylvania State Police had inaugurated a teletype system connecting 95 police departments throughout the state only congratulatory messages that so far travel over its wires. Now for the first time, a crime of major importance is instantaneously ticked across the police network. Pennsylvania State Police, broadcast one. Woman, blonde, aged about 22, weight 140 pounds, and man about 30, suck up grocery store in Butler at 12.15 p.m., Traveling in high-powered car, believed heading toward Newcastle. Stand by. Double Powell, Private Moore. Yes, sir. This teletype just came through. These bandits are thought to be heading this way. I want you to go out on the Butler Road and stop all cars coming toward Newcastle. Yes, sir.
1: Boys, you keep your eyes glued ahead. I'm going to change my costume.
2: What's the big idea?
1: Those old hens will tell the bulls every detail of the silk dress. i got to get into something new. Woo! Gosh, this thing is cold. Woo! There. There we are. Now you can look. Oh, boy, this is the life. It's a over a stint. How about it, Glenn, honey?
2: Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: Yeah. I'm right. But honey, I'm warning you. You learn to hold that rod steady, or somebody'll see your hand shake and let you have it. The matter ain't you got no guts?
2: I'll be okay either the next time.
1: Mm-hmm. You better be. And take them. The first good how you come to, Tom. Why? We're transferring. When they stop looking for this bus, we won't be in it. See? Okay. Now, who would suspect that the beautiful young traveling with her son, her husband, and her brother would be a hold-up, Father? (laughs) See, all that's (laughs) unzapped. Oh, God.
2: Hey, Irene, here's a car up here. No houses around. Looks like a packer. Good. Pull up.
1: Oh, it's a honey. All right, boys, pile out. Glenn, help me move these bags. Tom, you yank those stolen plates off our car. Come on, work fast. Come along, Donnie. Where are we going now, Mom. No, I don't know. Texas, California, out west somewhere. And I see Indians? Sure, you'll see Indians. A pile in. Gee, this Sure, a lot of difference. This is a real bus. Get those plates, Tom. Yeah. Bags all in, Glenn? Yep. Didn't leave any signs of us in the old bus, did you? Not a thing. Okay, let's go. What a difference. Some car, all right. Oh, we got to jump on them now. None of these hick towns will know about this pick up until tomorrow morning when they get the Pittsburgh papers. And by that time, we'll be halfway across Ohio. Halfway across Ohio. Halfway across Ohio.
2: Irene, look ahead. One of those highway patrol tanks. Oh, you're seeing. Things. No, I'm not. Two state cops in the car. They're blocking the road. I guess we'll have to stop. Let me handle this.
1: Oh, what's the trouble, officers?
2: I'm Corporal Paul, ma'am. This is my partner, Private Moore. Oh, yeah? This can't be the car, Paul. Two men and a kid in it.
0: And this name isn't dressed according to the description. I will we'll see. Uh, where are you from, ma'am?
1: From Greensburg. Just out for a ride.
0: I see. Well, you there in the front seat. Let me see your license. Okay. We might have put clothes. Yes, but the telepath didn't say nothing about
1: a kid. Oh, Corporal, my friend's just driving me. I have my license here.
2: Oh, may I see it, ma'am?
1: Yeah, just reach in here. Drop the other one, Glenn. Okay, honey, now drive like you never
2: go before. Look here, Irene, this is too much. I didn't contact the merchant.
1: Oh, shut up. You're in this deal with me. And if you try squirming out, I'll put you where I put that cop. Now, drive. But you hadn't all applied to that cop, Irene. Ah, you yellow, too. I guess I was right when I figured I had more guts than a dozen men. Mm. Mama, you got him swell, didn't he? i say I did, Donnie. Right through the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like in the movies. Hey, to Glenn.
2: What? Is a
1: car coming towards us?
2: Block the road. Now, oh, Irene, let's not have any more through this. You
1: feel that in your neck, honey? Now shut up and do as I say. All
2: right. <laughs> Hey, what is this? Climb out, you two. Oh, Bob!
1: He's got a gun. Keep your tapped shut and I won't use it. Now get out. All right, Tom. Get Donnie and the bags into this car. Glenn, you take the wheel. Hurry.
2: What are they going to do to us? Nothing.
1: Just bore in your car. All set, Glenn? Okay. Just a minute.
2: What's the idea to it in the tires? Just so
1: they can't follow us. Let's go, honey. But Tom. What? He isn't here. He got yellow and took a powder, huh? He'd have been to the brush. Oh, that's okay. We can't waste time looking for him. Only don't let that give you any fancy ideas, my sweet. You're sticking, see? To the very end. Now let's go.
2: Well, here we are in Newcastle. Where to next?
1: Let me see. The best way to throw them off is to go right back the way we come.
2: Irene, that'd be suicide. Yellow? No, but every cop in the county will be on that road now. I'll stop that.
1: Here, pull up by
2: the drugstore. What are you going to do? Leave that to me. Uh,
1: Where's your phone? Right over there. Thanks. Hello? Hello, operator? Hurry, please me the state police barracks. Hello? State police? Well, I just passed a green car that had a blonde woman in it. Yeah. And two men and a little boy. I think it's a bandit car you're looking for because the woman was waving a gun. Which way? Well, they was heading toward the Ohio State line. Yeah. Yeah, heading west. Well, not at all. Goodbye.
2: Okay, sweetheart, back to Butler and then to Wheeling. Irene, I'll tell you it's the death sentence to go back Forget there.
1: It. I got that all fixed. By the time we get to Butler, they'll be looking for us in Ohio.
0: While the Ohio State Patrol blockades roads road from Pennsylvania and a vain search for her, Irene rides unmolested back along her murder trail. Back in Wheeling, she buys Donnie a teddy bear, kisses him, and leaves him with his grandfather. Then she and Dave drop in sight as baffled police of three states fail even to identify the daring blonde bandit and murderer. While the public clamors for police action, officers are slowly piecing together their meager evidence. From witnesses of the holdup, from Private Moore, From the couple who were deprived of their automobile, they get descriptions. In the first car Irene abandoned, they discover an overlooked handbill from a store in Wheeling. Backtracking, they swing their search from western Pennsylvania into West Virginia, finally to the city of Wheeling. And at last, the search develops into the most tedious type of police work a house to house canvass. Then, one spring day, in a modest residential district of Wheeling, Two state officers are half-heartedly conducting their futile search when a little boy playing with a teddy bear on the doorstep of a house waves to them.
1: Hey, my mama shot two men like you. What's that? What? It's like in your movie. Before I would a gun, and, and and let him have it.
0: Where is your mama now?
1: Uh, she's gone on a automobile with my new papa. Mm.
0: Thus, from the innocent, excited lips of little Donnie Schroeder, do police discover the identity of the blonde murderer? They question the child further. Eagerly, he tells them the details of the most exciting moment in his little life, unable to know that he is signing his mother's death warrant. From Irene's father, police obtain her photograph. They get her fingerprints. They issue circulars, broadcast them all over the country. But for two years, Irene Schroeder remains an unseen, unknown fugitive. Two years, during which little Donnie is watched day and night in the hope that the powerful force of mother love will bring the murdering mother back to her son. But Irene has disappeared completely, it seems. Florence, Arizona, January 13th, 1931. A tall, lean man lounges in the shade of a hardware store, watching a stout young woman, clad in short khaki skirts, helping two men in Levi's load some supplies in the back of a car. There is something familiar about the woman. The tall man slowly saunters toward him.
2: I tell you, Irene, you ought to wear pants. All the dames do out here. Listen, baby, I'm a woman, see, and I'm going to stick to a skirt.
1: I'll show all you guys I'm tougher than you are, and I'll never have to wear pants to do it.
2: Hey,
0: get a load of this desert rat coming over this way.
1: The devil he want?
0: Looks like the law to me.
2: Hmm.
1: Guess we know how to handle the law, huh, Glenn? Right. No shooting here in town,
0: get me? There's your pardon, folks. Deputy Sheriff chapman Do you mind letting me live at your driver's license? Yes, we'd mind. Take him up. We're we to look here now. Shut up! Shut up!
1: Get in the
0: car. Go on with okay. Let's go. Ten for the mouth. Kidnapping the deputy sheriff in broad daylight from the main street of Florence, the daring bandits swing out of town, head toward Superstition Mountain. But not before astounded onlookers have seen the sheriff snatched and realizing that the outlaws must pass through Chandler, have telephoned ahead and spread the alarm. Doing better than 70 big burns up the desert road. Then the squat buildings of Chandler appear ahead. That's
1: Chandler. Cut her loose. Don't stop for nothing.
0: Hey, they got a mob out waiting for
2: us.
1: Pass straight through them. They're going to shoot. Knock Good boy, Clint. You're getting better all the time. Okay, let's get rid of the excess baggage. Come out the sheriff, Jimmy.
2: Okay. Come on, you're leaving. I'm what? You heard me. You're leaving. Hey, get your hands off Come me. Come on. There it is, so
1: now, everybody take a crack at him. See, look at him, Bob! Bob! Somebody winged him! All right, Glenn, head for the hills. You know, Jimmy, it was just like the trick we turned back in Tennessee when I bumped off that copper. got i to have been on that job with us. Yeah,
0: I bet. Only, look, Irene, you don't know this country as well as I do. I've been born and raised out here. You got any idea where you're gone now?
1: Sure, we're hiding out in the mountains until the boys cool off. And if they come up for us, we'll shoot it out. They come up with machine guns and plenty of gas.
2: Well, what's the matter with you, Glenn? Nothing, I, I was just thinking about my kids.
1: That's hot. Thinking about your kids, huh? How about me? Ain't I a mother? Don't you think I wish my Donnie was here to see me handle a gat again? I
0: wasn't wishing my kids were here. Oh,
1: stop it. Don't get sentimental on me now. Now,
0: listen, Irene. If you want to get out of this mess at all, you got to get off the road.
1: What do you mean?
0: There's an Indian reservation at the road here. We'll have to get horses and beat it back into the Salt River Mountains.
1: Real wild west stuff, huh? Well,
0: call it what you like. Our only chance.
1: Okay, we'll take it. We'll hold that posse off as long as we got a single slug
0: left. At the reservation, the three fugitives hire horses from Lone Sundust, an Indian trader. Hoisting provisions and ammunition on the saddles, they head for the high mountains. In a little sheltered patch of sagebrush, they throw their tired bodies on the ground for a brief rest. And then Irene busies herself cooking a thick steak for her men. Dave is lying on his back, looking up at the sky when... Irene, there's a plane above us.
1: What of it? What's a male plane fly over the desert. Don't worry so much. What you need is some of this steak.
2: Listen, Irene, that plane isn't going any pace. It's circling over us. Oh, fix him. Drop that rifle,
0: Irene. That'll give us away for sure. He's seen the smoke of our fire. Here, Glenn, help me throw this sack over us. Now dump some water on
1: Hey, that's the last of our water.
0: I can't help that.
2: It's <laughs> on under... It's under the bus. They've opened up the contest. <laughs> Why? Look at those bullets pick up the sand. Lie down. Don't move anybody.
1: Okay. That means they found out where we are.
2: What do we do now, Irene?
1: Dig in. Back in those rocks there. Build ourselves a fort and fight it out. Come on, get busy.
0: Feverishly, the fugitives work to build themselves a fortress against the hill. After two hours of herculean effort, they dig themselves in and wait for the arrival of the posse. Another hour passes. And then Irene, scanning the valley below them,
1: well, boys, the British have landed. Well, what do you mean? There's the posse. Must be a hundred of them.
2: One, two, let him have it. Irene, listen. Don't murder anyone else. Surrender. let go, my gun. Come on. Let him have it. Irene, please. Come on, sweetheart. Don't be a coward. Don't let him take us alive. Come on. Kiss me, baby. Kiss me hard and tight. Now, shoot. Shoot. Kill the dog. Shoot him down. Okay, darling. Let's die together. I love you. And I love you. You yellow liver. Gun. I'll go, darling. What? Come oh, on, little fangu-tank, ma'am. Now, stick your hands up. I didn't know that you'd be
0: coming that way. Now,
2: yeah, that's what we figured. Okay, darling. Cease firing. Wait, darling. Kiss me, Irene. once more. It shows over. Oh, but it's been worth it. Happy boo. Come on, stop the mug. we got to get you down to the jail by Sunday.
1: Okay, mug. See you later,
2: Glenn. <laughs>
0: and Glenn Dague were quickly extradited to Pennsylvania, where in Newcastle they were tried and sentenced to die in the electric chair for the murder of Corporal Paul. Jimmy Wells, their Arizona partner, was sentenced to die for the death of Deputy Sheriff Chapman in Arizona. Until the moment she sat in the electric chair, the first woman to be executed in Pennsylvania history, Irene Schroeder never knew that it was the childish pratlings of her beloved Donnie which brought about her identification. As the murderer... Corporal Paul. The Sheriff's Office of Maricopa County, Arizona, polices a large and difficult territory. We are flattered that they have chosen Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline to power all emergency cars. Records show that these cars daily perform unusual feats of power and speed, yet get splendid mileage. Sheriff McFadden's judgment in selecting Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline is vindicated by his brother officers. Chief Davis of Los Angeles uses Rio Grande in all police cars under his control. So does Chief Wallman of Oakland. Chief Wallard of Tucson, Arizona, also thinks Rio Grande makes the best gasoline for police cars. But I imagine you and millions of others wonder why cracked gasoline gives such unusual speed in all types of motors. I'll tell you why. It's because millions of dollars have been spent in research for the worldwide Sinclair Oil Organization to find a better way to refine gasoline. Sinclair engineers built the finest cracking plant in America for the Rio Grande oil company, and only Rio Grande can supply in this market gasoline that is cracked by this amazing process. From Rio Grande's refinery comes gasoline of unequal liveliness and energy, energy which motors snow as police car performance. (laughs) Calling All Cars is written and produced by William N. Robeson, this is your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.